Captivity, specifically episode 23 of the podcast, because in today's captivating episode, we have the honor of hosting the brilliant Dr. Nelva Lee, founder and CEO of Mitio Technologies. So join us today as we delve into the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion and explore Dr. Lee's expertise in medical and core interpretation and translation. So get ready to be inspired by her impactful work and gain valuable insights into creating a more inclusive society. So let's dive in. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Nelva, uh, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Nico, for having me. I appreciate that. Oh, perfect. And from where are you calling in from? From Atlanta. Atlanta, nice Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And now to dive right in, since this is a gaming podcast, uh, we're going to focus first on a couple of gaming aspects. So uh, what is your level of exposure to the world of games or video games? My level of exposure is entirely from my children. I have two boys and they're both uh, played GTO for many years, uh, now plays Fortnite. Uh, the other one plays Roblox. I have a younger son that, that's obsessed with Roblox, spends all of his, all of his allowance on Roblox. Um, but from there, <laughs> <laughs> exposure to the world of gaming, they have um, given me some insight into how to make my, my programs, my training gamified, if you will. So mm. we definitely gamify our training programs uh, because I see how engaged they are. You know, they, like I said, they spend all so <laughs> there's got to be something to it. Oh, no, that's actually that's actually pretty, pretty insightful that you explained it like that, because that leads me right into uh, wanting to know then if that's your level of exposure, then, you know, it, it brings in some clarity as to why you would want to be on a gaming podcast. But for those that may not be aware as to why you would want to be on a gaming podcast and what you have to offer uh, today, feel free to let us know. Sure. sure. For, for starters, as I mentioned um, our program, we have a training program, Interpreting and Translating. So anyone that's bilingual, para todos mis latinos por allá, si quieren, you know, o transladores, pueden venir a mi curso. So for anyone that's bilingual, interpreters and translators, right? In the medical field, in the court mm. field. And gamification, makes it interesting when you gamify a product, gamifying things nowadays, right? Uh, but when you gamify a product, right. whether it's training, size routine, whatever, it makes it more fun. Um, and you're definitely able to go through it much faster. And so we've definitely um, achieved that, I would say, at Meteo Technologies. And since you are here, um, on a gaming platform, I did want to ask, as somebody who has an expertise in diversity, equity, and inclusion, why do you personally think it's important for gamers to be aware of these issues? Well, for starters, um, play games, right? A lot of you guys are coders. You know, a lot of you guys are in, in involved in software and content creation. And so it's really important that as the creator, 
developers of that content, software of this technology, everything is going to be digital, right? If it isn't already, um, the, of the importance of having the diversity, that inclusion mighty as you're creating these products, right? Because if you're creating them in the silos, um, they're only going to be able to be accessed by people or be used by people in that silo. To really have the mindset of, you know what, when I'm cloning something, looking at it from just a better viewpoint, what about, let's expand our perspectives so that everybody can really take part, right? In these um, that you guys are creating, so the gamers are really the coders, as in my view, the coders and the software developers um, and the AI developers. Now, do you have, or could you share any examples of potentially how uh, this mindset or this diversity and, and inclusion would have a positive impact in the gaming community? So in gaming specifically, um, I would say uh, for starters, you should, you uh, there can be a little bit more included. I think mm -hmm. a lot of the characters be a little bit um, <laughs> you will. So there's definitely some improvement there. Um, so mm -hmm. there's definitely a task, if you will, for the gamer developers of the future to make it a little bit more, more realistic and less misogynistic, um, especially those very busty, hippie, tiny ways that you guys have uh, in these games. I, I'm, I'm obviously not saying that you guys created them, but, but for those that want to think, you know, that's mm -hmm. something to think. Oh, no, that's a good observation because I would say you could be speaking to the future, you know, great game developers. We, we, we never know. And so they might want to have some insight as to, you know, what the other 50% of the population uh, is thinking in regards to, like, what kind of games um, that they're looking to, you know, have everybody enjoy. Yes, for sure. Just make it a little bit more realistic. Now, how... How do you think that gamers specifically, uh, how do you think that they would have a, a role in making the gaming community or the gaming environment? And maybe not just gaming, as you mentioned, that they have real life outside gaming. How do you think that they uh, play a role? What could they do essentially to make wherever they are a little bit more inclusive and diverse? Well, you have a voice. You're the customer. You're the one that's paying the bills for these companies, you, you have a voice, so use it. Providing feedback, gamers, uh, gaming um, uh, platforms have a way for you to provide feedback. So provide your feedback, give them mm -hmm. your, your, your two cents and let them know what you think uh, they can do to improve the platforms that you're, that you're enjoying. Because of gamers, because of customers, you know, mm -hmm over time gave more um you know whether it's virtual um you have your uh you know your gaming consoles that are just very very realistic i mean when i started playing games back in the all we had was horrible right my um 
loves to loves to laugh at me all the time because he's like, all you had was Atari, mom. All you had was Pac-Man. <laughs> you know, in my day. Uh, but it's so it it has come a long way, but it can go so much more, uh, so much farther. And you have the power to make that happen as a gamer. Now, for a potential company that might be listening on this or a game development company, you know, what would you say would be uh, some steps that they could take in order to improve representation and inclusivity in their games and in their communities slash forums? So glad that you asked that question, because really that's one of the reasons we created our diversity, equity, and inclusion department. Uh, so as you know, or maybe you don't know this, but interpreters and translators, one of the skill sets that they have is cultural, um, cultural um, brokering, if you will. So they take uh, mm. two people that come from different cultures and they, and they make them communicate with each other. And so one of the things that we realize is that can then be used as consultants in organizations that have diverse cultures or maybe need to have diverse cultures as well to right. see them from a different perspective when you don't have representation. So one of the things that our organization does is helps, whether it's technology companies, whatever, we help you to become much more because we tell you these, these are some of the steps you take to be, we help you become more inclusive. Just because you have diversity doesn't mean that you have inclusion. Everybody knows I may be mm -hmm the room, but I'm not a part of the conversation, right? Ooh. And then Ooh. also it's important to have equity. And what is equity means rises at the same level. Everybody knows about the disparity of pay, right? Between women, right? Uh, that's not equity. Mm -hmm. So, but there's a lot of, of other things, right? There's the promotion, the lack of promotion equity, the lack of equity um, in getting access uh, to see that all of these things are our company helps us with with missions, whether it's with our pre-assessment and our post-assessment, whether it's with our focus groups, we do smart goals at the beginning and really evaluate to make sure that we're meeting those those targets. And we even offer a, a guarantee to companies. If you don't meet your retention rates, you don't have to pay us. Hmm. We we stand by what we're very we're very passionate about it and very serious. And then just to clarify, uh, you assist both the individual as well as a company that is looking for that kind of a service or assistance. That's correct. We assess the entire organization. Very comprehensive assessment. Like I said, it's a pre-assessment. You can't figure out whether or not you succeed. If you don't measure it, at hmm. So then, what what would you say it would be some common misconceptions about diversity and inclusion? So I would say the number one misconception uh, is that it's all about numbers, right? A lot of companies say, "Well, we have twenty percent blacks, we, we're good." <laughs> Again, just because you have them in the in the room doesn't mean that they are part of the conversation. So it's, it's not always about mm. numbers. And sometimes 
just having those mental because it, it leads to a false sense of diversity. Um, so we, we're, um, we're much more uh, aggressive, if you will, about making sure that it's not just about the numbers, but it's about the representation. It's about the, the conversations that are happening in those rooms. It's about including equity and all of it everything that goes into place to make an organization truly diverse. And when you have that diversity, your numbers, your product numbers go up. Live stream about productivity. When you have diversity in the room, the conversations become mm -hmm. richer, the perspectives become broader, and the productivity just shoots through the room. Imagine if gaming became a much more inclusive platform. Same became obsessed with gaming because they can see themselves in the characters, really truly see themselves in the characters. Wouldn't that increase the these companies? So you have to have those diversities, that diverse um, group of people, whether it's coders, whether it's whether it's leadership, to really make those decisions so that it that you do see in the end how it becomes much more productive and much more profitable. Wow, that's actually a, a pretty interesting way when you put it in terms such as, a, you know, business prospect, such as, you know, having a, a greater, a greater or a, an additional customer base that isn't being fully tapped into, because instead of including them, right. you're essentially excluding them by not letting them know that they're welcome and that they should be participating in, you know, this kind of game or activity. Exactly. You know? Wow. And so like, that's what you guys come in there and, and express and explain, you know, what they're missing in their bottom line. Correct. Yes. So we, we, we work very side by side with them, but one of the things that separates us from other DEI companies is that it's not just all about the employer. We also focus on the employee. So this book that I'm, that I'm standing in front of, be the superhero. Mm -hmm. Really focus on themselves needed. So you can throw a whole bunch of people together, but if they don't know how to communicate with each other, if they don't know how to interact with each other, you're going to end up with, with explosions, right? So we actually teach you through culture mapping training and through our book, Be the Super of your, Hero of Your Story, which is all about personal responsibility and taking control of your of whatever challenges that you're dealing with and making them into opportunities. And so all of that really equips your employees to really become uh, capable, really, of dealing with different dynamics, different cultures, you know, being able to accept different perspectives. Wow, that actually it comes into a perfect time because I was just about to say, you know, we should go right into a small little commercial break so you can explain to individuals where they can actually find that book, where they can support you, where anything that you're providing, as well as how they can uh, start that process of uh, the, the diversification and inclusion, where they can get all of that information from. Sure. So again, if you're a company that's looking for interpreting services, translating services, diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting services, just go to mitio.org. Mito.org. Student, a potential student. If you're bilingual, si hablas español, si hablas francés, 
say if person that wants to have a career as a translator again go to our website tio.io.org si eres hispánico mi tío como you my uncle right in, in spanish um and then you can access the book from our foundation mitio foundation perfect perfect that's a great great uh way to uh get anybody who feels like she described you you guys already know she provided the information i'm going to do my best to put it in the description below for those who are interested and just simply weren't able to uh, catch up i'm gonna put it in the description below uh but back to the topic at hand um so you were explaining about how the book that you have right there um that that book assist in educating and informing individuals about the diversity and inclusion topics so it really is about taking responsibilities so the I, I wrote the book really as a response to covid because during covid i realized where uh anxiety depression just went shot through the roof you know suicide rates are just skyrocketing and it's right. because a lot of people don't have the tools necessary to navigate difficulties and it's it's becoming a pandemic really of its own not really educating or training people or giving them the tools to really navigate difficulties navigate challenge um diversity so that's why it's a great book for DEI but it's also a great book just for on your on a personal note just to realize mm -hmm. Everyone goes through challenges. And the reason I call it be the superhero of your story is because life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And when mm. you realize that, when you discover that all the challenges that you're dealing with, they're really just to strengthen you, for you to propel you for your death. You are actually here on earth to really provide and so um we've included it in the in the in the uh, training program in the, our dei program because it's such an important uh skill if every employee skill then they will be able to better navigate the workforce right but if every person had these skills we wouldn't see the uh the depression and the drug use and all with it um uh so prevalent in our day. Now, in regards to the book that uh, you have there, how did you get inspired to want to uh, write that book and, and to have it uh, be given to other individuals that uh, absolutely need it based off of your description? Right. So, uh, Nico, really my childhood, I had a very childhood. Um, my own bouts with depression and PTSD in my early 20s. And I, mean, I actually have a whole separate book. I'm more autobiographical on what I, what steps I specifically took uh, to overcome all of mm -hmm. that. Um, but this book is an autobiographical. I have a little piece of it, sorry, maybe a paragraph or two. But this book is really all about the reader and giving you the tools because I don't want to see depression or anxiety or suicide. You know, we have so much to offer each and every one of us. Every single person has the ability to be a superhero, to be the light for someone else, to be the answer. 
And so um, really, like I said, it was the, you know, it was the pandemic and seeing every people um, react to it in such, you know, in such visceral ways that really made me want to share the tools that I've used to overcome my and PTSD and be able to, to give that back to the world. What would you say is the most enjoyment that you have when you provide tools to either an organization or an individual and you see them flourish with those tools? I'm so glad you asked that. It makes me happy. <laughs> it brings me joy out of others. That is what I'm here on earth for, is to give back. And when I'm able to help others, um, it makes it, it propels me forward. It fulfills me completely. It's what I live for. Um, that and traveling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if I had to put them two two together, I love to travel and I love to give back. Um, so it, it 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 fills me with that. It, it does something to my soul. It really fills my cup, um, and I and I live for it. And I believe really and truly, Nico, that everybody wants to be able to give back in some way. We all want to be able to, to provide value to someone else, to the world in some way. And just have out. Um, they, they said the two most important days of your life is the day that you were born and the day that you discover why. Everybody has a why. Yeah. We need to discover our why. Um, that is, this is my work. I'd love to, to create businesses. I'd love to create value for people. I'd love to see my alumni, you know, they write to me. Um, we, we call all of our alumni part of the Mutio family. They always come back to me years later. Oh, I just got a new job or I just passed my certification. They give me, send me pictures of their babies. This is, this fills me up. <laughs> this fills me up, Nico. Um, and so that, that's what I, I live for. And then just to clarify, for those that may not know, uh, how do you become a Mitio alumni? You go through our program. So we have uh, two different programs. We have one for those that, that have interpreters or translators or in the medical field, and it's just 60 hours. But if you have zero experience, you know nothing about interpreting or translating, but you're bilingual, you're fluent in English and another language, then you mm -hmm. can 160 hour diploma. We guarantee that program. The 160 hour is guaranteed. So if you take our program and you don't pass a certification exam, we give you $500. And so uh, that's that's how much we believe in what we do and how we how we prepare you for in uh, as an intern and also as a consultant. Because like I said, we use our alumni also as our consultants for our DEI program. Hmm. Okay, perfect. Because when you mentioned that, it made me think about that. Uh, but I also wanted to know, as a passionate mother of gamers, yes. how do you think technology is going to either assist in making the uh, everything more inclusion, or how do you think it's going to uh, create more division uh, in terms of inclusion? So this is a running topic of mine with my, my 22 year <laughs> for sure. We're always talking about whether it's going to be the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. 
or something in the between. Our our, right, our right. industry translate. AI is business, but at the, at, at the rate that they're um, that they're developing right now, it, that's not anytime. And the reason for that is you can translate words, but it it's for a computer to translate meaning. Okay, so mm -hmm. um, for anyone that's bilingual, you know what I'm talking about. Something, and you're like, oh yeah, they, they use Google Translate. That makes no sense. Um, because Google Translate has a disclaimer. It says do this for technical jargon, and it's, hmm. and and that's one of the things that we're still going to need humans for. So we're always joking, my son and I. Professions, you know, robots are going to completely take over, and which ones um, cannot be right. So things like healthcare, you're still going to need people for that, but maybe have AI to replace lawyers. Who knows? So that would be something that's. I drive a Tesla. Love technology. Okay, my Tesla is like a computer mm -hmm. with wheels. Okay, so I love technology. Right. I love advancement so it's not where you know how can go no we don't want advancement in technology really we need it to be that's why i'm talking to all my gamer developers right. future coders future um or current coders and, and developers uh to be responsible with the technology that you're creating hmm yeah that's that's so very important because so easily something can go as being like one of the most amazing pieces of technology available to like disastrous and in, in terms of what the future holds it's always consistently changing the norms are always changing laws regulations with technology everything speeds up because even like 10 years ago i doubt majority of companies specifically video game companies wouldn't have even thought about including like a chief diversity officer exactly. but now we have like riot and you know activision and these large uh you know ea games these large companies hiring diversity diversity officers you know at first i used to think that they were just hiring them just being completely honest i thought that they were hiring them just to avoid a lot of the lawsuits that comes from you know marginalizing another group uh, uh of individuals especially because if you're not making the game um somewhere where everybody feels included then obviously that means you're making certain people feel unwelcome correct yes yes some companies check off a box but i do believe that there are there are some out there that are going you know what we want to listen to our customers to our customers mm -hmm. and that makes good business anytime you listen to your customers you're going off the side every single day. and do you find it it would be something that the business the the person that or, or the entity that would be looking at hiring a uh, diversity company somebody or an entity that is coming in to make sure that they're providing uh, a welcome a warm welcome to everybody who wants to have a uh, service I'm sorry, what was your question? Oh, I was saying, do you think so that, that it's hard to vet like those entities or what would a business or an entity do 
if they're interested in doing that? Like, how would they know? Like, which one is just like this company is just doing this just to like provide like check boxes versus like this other group of people? They really want to make sure that everybody feels welcome. So I think that a company does need to make sure that the companies that they are hiring have been in business for quite a while. Uh, so there are a lot of DEI companies or consulting services that are popping up for six months, whatever. We've been in business for over, over almost 24. Um, we are, you know, AAA, BBB rate. You know, we, like I said, find interpreters as our consultants. Uh, so we, you know, I think it's really important to, to, to truly vet the, the entity the organization to bring about change mm -hmm. for the organization uh, because some organizations really are just doing it to ride the wave consulting right now as you mentioned right. everyone's doing it because they want to avoid lawsuits um, but you if you're truly right. serious about changing the culture of your facility of your organization then you want to make sure that you're hiring the best Ooh, yes and last few questions and these are i'm gonna make them fun so that way you don't have to okay. stress too much okay. uh, what would you say is your most memorable that you can say because I, I don't know if you have like an nda what would you say is like your most memorable or your most fun project that you just absolutely loved okay um that's a good question that one's more specific. <laughs> Um, I honestly, really? <laughs> yes, because I find I, I love to work. I'm a bit of a workaholic. And so um, um, I think I, I tried fun and enjoyable and memorable mm. uh, for me to probably pick the ones that I hated uh, rather than the ones that I truly love. <laughs> so I really know what I do. So I guess that's really what I, I have a, a, a whole case study. Uh, list companies mean a lot to me. Um, so anyone, anytime an organization wants to come work with us, you know, and they ask for case studies or references, if you will, we always provide them with all the case studies of the past. And um, they all mean every single organization um, has specific quirks. If, or Organizations are like people. There's, you know, you can't have a one size every company. And so they all mean a lot to people to meet their needs and, and have great results at the end. Uh, so like I said, there's very few organizations that came across our to help and whatever reasons. Um, and those are probably, like I said, the few and far between the ones that I really, you know, was the outcome uh, but for the most part um, we are very passionate about what we do and we, we take pride in what we do and so we work really really hard to the organizations especially when they're out uh, meeting their dei needs we we work very hard in in getting that done okay perfect all right and so uh the last question it'll be a, almost a two-parter so okay. what would be one piece of advice that you're that you would be looking at giving for a business who maybe this is the first time listening to this 
and they're shocked at how important and valuable what you mentioned and what you brought to the table today is, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to them? as well as what would be a piece of advice that you would give to an individual. Same thing, that this is the first time that they heard that, you know, girls want to be included in the conversation in gaming and, you know, individuals who are marginalized also want to be, you know, a part of the gaming community. So what would you say to an individual and what would you say to a company? So I'll start with the individual. If you are not on the table, if you're not in the room sitting at the table, you are part of the menu, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so you have to get a seat at the table. You have to. You have to make sure that you are making your voices heard and, and demanding to have a seat at the table because if not, you are the product. Um, and so that's that's mm. a word, you know, word of caution. Don't just be the product. And I, I'm always telling, preaching this to my, my son as well, that the one that spends all his money on Roblox, I'm like, create a game on Roblox, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, that you're making some money out of this and not just spending all of your money. Right. Be part of the solution. Um, now, as far as businesses, the one thing that I encourage you to do, especially now when, when there's such, a, they call it the great, uh, re, you know, um, resignation. If you're having difficulty mm -hmm. yep, yep. In Engaging your employee, retaining your engagement issue, and it's not, not going to be solved just by giving, telling, you know, clapping and, and singing happy birthday. You have to dig deep. You have to be intentional and you have to really, um, from top down, it's not just the managers, the Middle managers, this has got to be the leadership all the way on down. And you have to make mm. everyone know within the organization is about making these changes. And that alone, that alone leads to higher retention. Just the intention, the actual intention, checking boxes. But if you truly intend to make changes, that allows people in the people engage because they go, they what's going to happen about it and they won't leave people leave because they feel they they're not cared for nobody wants to hear what they have to say nobody wants to include them but if they believe that things will change they will stay they will stick around so just making that first enough Wow. I felt like I just was put into a master class full of knowledge and information regarding diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion. Woo! Wow. Oh, my goodness. All right. So you have completely blown the lid off of uh, this uh, topic. I definitely thank you so much for joining us today on A Gamer's Guide to Productivity. I'm going to give a Dr. Nelva Lee an opportunity uh, real quick to once again remind us where we can go to follow you social media-wise, where we can go to support your book, uh, as well as where any organization can go uh, if they're interested in what you have to offer today. Sure. So again, go to meteo.org. That's M I. TIO.org for whether it's interpreting, translating, DEI consulting, or if you want to be a, 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 a one of our students, right? So if you want to actually get training as an interpreter and 
translator and event consultant, you have to go through our training program. Again, meteo.org. If you want to buy this awesome book, I'll go to the Meteo Foundation. It comes with a companion course. So, um, and just, just to let you know, for organizations, we also have a free trial for our DEI consulting uh, program. So that, that way it gives you an idea of commit to any, any payments or anything like that. Oh, perfect. So you guys heard it here. You know, we hope that everybody that uh, listened found inspiration, gained any valuable knowledge. At least I know I did about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, so definitely make sure to connect with Dr. Lee uh, and explore the incredible work of Methiel Technologies. Uh, remember, guys, that as long as you try, there's going to always be a way. Uh, and as for this particular episode, make sure uh, to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know what you got from it. Si son Latino, déjanos saber si les gustó el tópico. You know, so that way everybody... That uh, you know, is aware that it's not just, uh, you know, uh, one language that is spoken. Other than that, do you have one more thing that you want to add before we conclude today's episode? You did an amazing job, Nico. I just want to say thank you. You're amazing interview. Thank you for having me on. Oh, perfect. Well, if she said it, you guys know it's true. <laughs> Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That concludes an amazing interview. Thank you so much once again, Dr. Nervali, for providing an amazing uh, treasure trove of knowledge and information. Gracias por tenerme.